Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Hello and welcome to Slamfire Radio. This is episode 298 for April 4th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Frosty. I'm one of your hosts, the classy one. Uh, no, you're not though. See, it goes Matthew, Adriel, Trevor, Kelly. So it was supposed to be me. After And why do I hear him? What's going on? Because I just turned on. The, I just oh, turned you on did that thing. Too. Okay. Um, all right. Oh, look, it's supposed to be you. I'm out of order. Right. I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm not just... out of order. You're out of order. <laughs> <laughs> and You're all I, out of order. I am the frilatte. Yeah. Oh, and I'm the classy one. There you go. See, that was <laughs> out hard. of order. Classy Kelly. One. So you know, I'm not reading. I feel sorry for Christina because she has to listen to me, listen to you guys when I'm not on. All right. <laughs> and and so obviously, like. Well, she's got to hear me go. What no, are you that's counting not... now? Just me trying to correct you guys. And no, that's not how it is. That's not what I said. That's not that. And so she's always like, uh, you know, they can't hear you, Trevor. You know, they can't hear you, Trevor. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, <laughs> Kelly, you said because of the fact 1,432 times last because episode. Of the fact that. No. Fact. It is a fact. fact. In fact, it is in fact a fact that Kelly's favorite figure of speech is because Anyways. of the fact. Anyways, and stuff. I got the things. timer out, Kelly. I got the timer, timer out. out. Trevor. Yep. You should have showed up then. <laughs> I'm here this week. <laughs> timer in hand to police your speech dialogue, sir. Your oh. speech patterns. <laughs> Unknown speech patterns will be uh, will be checked and uh, measured have, and accounted I'll have a, for. I'll list up here. Don't say anyways. Don't say. You fact. haven't said anyways. I got you off the anyways because of the timer. Now, because of the fact that the timer is out, <laughs> you will stop saying because of the fact. Trevor, of the fact. like everything you, is a fact. Can you put another one on there? Because you just said the fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right, done. Add to the timer. <laughs> All right. What we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. What do they got for us this week, Trevor? Swiss K31 rifles. They got a bunch of other stuff too. If you could go to the CGN and go to the Calgary Shooting Center um, forum on CGN, that's where I grabbed this stuff. But they've got some K31 rifles this week. They've got photos of them there on CGN, and they all have excellent bores. They're above average condition. Um, and even one of them has a micro adjustable tangent sight. They're asking 850 each. So if you're into a micro adjustable uh, tangent sight, you can get it for the same price as the other ones. Uh, I'm assuming because they just put one price on all of these. And uh, of course, to get these or anything else, it's orders at the shooting center.com. I probably need a K31 because as Milserbs go, they are known to be above average when it comes to accuracy. And if you can still find and that fit and finish and well, just they're Swiss. Everything. 
Right. And they weren't yeah. they weren't made in during wartime when they're like they need to pump out millions of them. They put mm-hmm. them out on their own time, all meet, meeting QC and QA and and the ammo is considered like match grade ammo. It's very it's nice it's stuff. Swiss. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's Swiss cheese, Swiss clocks, everything. I was going nice. to say their army knife, but if you want to talk about their cheese, <laughs> cheese, yeah. The cheese <laughs> is like the specs on it are top notch, really. <laughs> Because of the fact that it has holes in it, right, Kelly? You bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's All delicious. Right. It's nutty. Trevor, you did you did something interesting in uh, in Guns this week. Tell us about your week. I did. So um, I got Jordan rather. from the Nighttime Podcast out to. Uh, that was awesome, the, by the way. It was awesome. It was so awesome. We went to the uh, Nat Chucks Range in uh, East Hants, Nova Scotia. I think it's East Hants, somewhere in that neck of the woods. So, um, yeah, so as Jordan mentioned uh, on his show and on this show, he'd never fired a, a gun before. And um, so if the listeners are interested, they can go on any of his social media and um, see the video. He made about a, oh, geez, I, it's, it's 10 plus minutes long anyway, yeah, of, of him and I shooting. And so we went, what we did was we brought the firearms that... Um, Lindsay and James had access to. If you don't know who Lindsay and James are, you're way behind in this story. To sum it up, um, Jordan from the Nighttime Podcast did a, it's up to like six or seven parts to now, a series on um, Lindsay's Vanna Half, Raf, whatever, um, and her boyfriend James. They were going to try and commit a mass shooting. And uh, Jordan and I got talking about the firearms involved in that case. And this evolved to me taking him to a range to test fire the firearms that they had access to. Those firearms in question were a uh, Savage Model 99 in 300 Savage and a Kui Model 84 single shot 12 gauge shotgun. So uh, Captain Andy and I uh, brought him to the range, started him off on the rifle, and um, I gave him the simplest of crash courses. And uh, we put him on the clock and let him shoot... Well, he was supposed to shoot five rounds at the target. He only put four in the rifle. Uh, we put the target at 25 meters. And um, this is a couple of weeks ago now, so my memory is a little foggy. He hit three and one was, well, three would have. Three out of the four hits. Four, yeah. Right. What was the one, speed like? Uh, almost two minutes. Mm-hmm. To make his three hits? Yep. No, yep. it was more than two minutes, four. wasn't it? Yeah. No, it was two minutes. But after the first one, he had to talk. It was 140 about it. seconds. Yeah, one hundred forty yeah. seconds. Yeah, you got to par these guys out, Trevor. Like new shooter, they're too slow. Par time. Sorry, bud. Yeah, no, Time's you're right. Up. I should have parred them out. Well, right. he shot the first shot, and then he went oh, and then he had a little talk about it, and then he did the rest of them. He got quicker as he went along. Uh, no, I think you're thinking about the shotgun. He didn't. Uh, he didn't talk about it, but uh, or hmm. well, yeah, you're right. Maybe he did because um, the 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 little thing, the the weird. Um, my Model 99 has a thing, and I don't know if they all have this thing. There's a spring that uh, it's it's a little piece of sheet metal leaf spring uh, for the safety, and it doesn't do its job. It's mm. supposed to hold the safety back. So what happens with my particular mm. Model 99, even though I've replaced the spring, I thought the spring was originally broken because of what was happening, so I ordered a replacement spring. What's happening is under recoil, the safety engages. That so was you, you. 
the safety. I've got a, I've got a it happened, it happened to him too, and I had to tell him to turn it off. Oh. You're, yours as well, Adriel. I've got a 22, like a savage click clack 22, and it's yep. got one of those crappy leaf leaf dent, dent uh, safeties, and it same thing happens with it. Yeah. So imagine, um, you know, if James had this rifle, never fired it before, he would have fired one shot. Safety yeah. would have engaged, and he would have been like trying to figure out why he couldn't cycle Trigger the action on right? the next one. He probably would have cycled it because it wasn't working. It still wouldn't have worked. Yep. Yeah, not a good choice. So anyway, um, we had a lot of fun. Jordan learned a lot. And um, after we were done shooting, now I remember Kelly, you said, so what do you think? You're going to be a gunny? And Jordan was like, no. No. Zero interest in firearms. (laughs) I'm just just playing along. Going to go shoot some guns because I never did before. It's part of of the series. Well, Kelly, I don't know, man. It's possible. He was pumped. He had a lot of fun. And he had no idea of the community the yeah. culture and uh he was really impressed by the range and the range safety officers the professionalism um the the quality of the facility he didn't know that this was a thing so he's like oh dude i could totally see myself going back there on a weekend when i got some company from out of town or something and we need some activity to do yeah, yeah, take them shooting so we might have one anyway it's really awesome you're right oh my god look at that you weren't kidding adriel About that is a lot of cat hair Mm-hmm. Well, what are you gonna do? Um, shave the cat. Yeah, shave the cat. Yeah, shave the cat. <laughs> no. Um, no. And then, so later on that day, um, I went to an indoor match with uh, Stephen and Captain Andy. It's my what my second indoor match in PCC, and it was horrible, horrible. I had a couple of reshoots. Um, two because the timer didn't pick up all the shots. One, my RO, Captain <coughs> Andy, uh, interfered with me. Oh, so we're done shooting the stage. And he look, he looks at me, he goes, turn around, face up range. Don't look at the targets. What's going on? <laughs> All right. So I turn around, I face up range. He goes, I interfered with you. Do you want to reshoot? I'm thinking, you did interfere with me. Slow me down a little bit. But more importantly, I had to tap rack over here. And that cost me time on the clock. So, yeah, I should probably take the reshoot. All right. No problem. Patch and reset. How, how did he interfere with you? He got in the way when I was moving. I bumped oh. in. So the only time you are given the option to reshoot in Ipsic is if the arrow interfered with you, you are given the choice. Any other time, if you are told to reshoot, you reshoot or you take a zero. The one and only time where you get to decide whether you want it or not is during a case of RO interference, but you can't look at the tablet first. You can't find out your time. You can't look at your scores. So this is why Andy had me face uprange away from the targets. And the reason why he had me face uprange of the, uh, away from the targets, because he was pretty confident that I had hundred percent alpha and I did have hundred percent alpha and the, re- <laughs> and the reshoot sucked and it was a medium course of fire. So I just shoot it, <laughs> taking it. And then, so uh, I, I, I'm a gamer. If I can game a start position to get an advantage, I absolutely will, right? And I always think I'm so clever when I do it. Well, the reshoot gods just destroyed me. Um, I had a good run, but unfortunately, all the shots didn't get picked up, and I decided to take the reshoot. So the start position for handgun shooters was standing with your hands, um, touching the X's on the wall. So you can't, you're stuck in the center of the wall you've got a on the timer take your hands off the x's draw your pistol run to the right shoot some targets perform a, a reload 
on the way to the left and shoot some targets, right? The start position for BCC said simply this, muzzle pointed at the dot on the wall. So I stood all the way to the left side and pointed my muzzle at the dot like this. So I was already in position to shoot and didn't have to move from the center of the stage to the left. And mm. so I did it the first time. It was great again, but the timer didn't, didn't pick up all the shots. So on the reshoot, I had a tap rack on the left side, shot my targets, and then stood there like a dummy. Oh, right. I've got to now go over to the right side and shoot the rest of them. Like, I literally just did this. Like, seconds ago, I just did it. And I'm doing it again. Completely forgot my stage plan. So I walk over like a dummy because I'm like, oh, well, it's gone now. Screw it, right? So I'll just give up, which is always the wrong attitude. So I mosey my slow, fat, old butt over to the other side, forgetting to reload my mag. So I get over there and... Mm -hmm. Woo. And then on the long course of fire, the smart plan was to break the round counts up into sixes. So shoot six rounds at these three targets, change your mag, shoot six rounds at these three targets, change your mag. But I had figured out I could do it in something like 10, 10, 6, and 4. I mean, it's a long time ago. It's like two weeks ago now. Um, and that works perfectly as long as you don't miss, right? Yeah. No. No, it works perfectly as long as you remember to do it in tens and not sixes. <laughs> so I did the first 10 okay. And then the next 10, I didn't do in 10. I did in six. And then so I dropped my mag too soon and then got to the position where I was supposed to finish the other four to make 10. Dropped that mag again. So now like I probably don't even have enough mags to finish this thing. And then... Uh, ran down to try and like what the hell we're just gonna so anyway i ran down opening it up on a on a partial so it was a full like a, a scoring target with a penalty target over top so i'm like pumping round after round into the penalty target like it's just <laughs> all falling apart <laughs> somehow i managed to finish second in pcc i mean yeah there was only three guys but still <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still managed to beat. Okay, one but of that them. doesn't matter. How did you, how did you place overall? Because we that's know the all old, that matters. That's, in Ipsic. that's all that matters. And Ipsic yes. is the overall, right? That mm -hmm. is the most important thing at any match that includes uh, PCC. If you're not going for the overall, you're doing it wrong. And uh, so I think overall, I was like fifth place or something. Oh, okay. that's so good. It was yeah. a huge match, like in like relative term. I get it, but you're talking about a small indoor range and level two match seven stages and there was like over 70 shooters showed up Long so, time. yeah so they do um they do a squad on saturday night and then three squads on sunday the first indoor match i went to this winter i took the last squad of the day on sunday which was all i could get into because registration filled up like that which meant that i had to leave dartmouth at like 5 30 in the afternoon mm -hmm. and drive the six hours home which meant I went to bed like really late, way too late for this old guy, um, which makes for a painful day at work on Monday. So the match director started to open up a Saturday night squad. Well, this works out so well because you get down there on Friday, you arrive around eight, you start drinking or like right away, but you know, you don't go ridiculous because you got to shoot the next day at supper time. So you do go ridiculous. <laughs> I was still hung over. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Um, yeah, I drank all the rum, like all of it. There's no rum left in Nova Scotia. There's no, no, there's not, no, all of it. I had it all in one weekend, which is, I, I mean, I, I don't, Nova Scotia is like, you know, um, they're all pirates basically because they're on the ocean. So I do feel really bad about drinking all of their rum, but uh, I had no choice. 
I was left unsupervised and uh, all the rum got consumed and so much so that like, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to like take Jordan shooting. It was, it was hard go until I got some food into me. Um, uh, taking so, a new guy out shooting with, with the smell of booze coming in off your breath. <laughs> my, my pores, right. Yeah. It was probably literally oozing out of my, anyway. So man, like, not next time. Well, next time is a different story. It's a level three and it's a two day match. There'll be no shenanigans. Muffin's coming with us and stuff. Uh-huh. So, I like this. no, because if we have 10 people shooting PCC, there'll be a president's medal. And I would sure like to win the first president's medal in PCC. So, um, but man, I got to stop changing my mags like someone who's got cerebral palsy because I'm like, really? You just said that. Did, yes. Is that bad? Did I cross the line? Okay. I mean, we we cross the line fairly regularly. It's so a common fixture on this show. Oh um, my god! They've come to Maybe, expect it by now. I guess Kelly, what I should have said was some. I change. I got to stop changing my mag like someone with epilepsy because, right? Um, I'm really like tapped. Like, oh man, I'm not stop shooting sh- your your match your stages like you've got Tourette's as well. That well, there is some 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 random vulgarity that that mm-hmm. came out that we have video evidence of that. So. Um, it's one of those matches where I shot seven stages, but I only posted my best four on Instagram. <laughs> it's one of those, yeah. But yeah, I'm not um, I'm not inserting my mags like a man, and uh, so I'm getting the old tap rack thing. Um, so yeah. So there, Kelly. Um, I made a, a gender joke and two, <laughs> two disabled people's sure. jokes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay, stand by. I gotta get. I gotta get something because this is. This is. I want to do a show and tell. Do, okay. do, yeah. do, do the do the Jeopardy thing. Oh, don't do that. He's got brain cancer. Don't no. do that. He's <laughs> got pancreatic cancer, but uh, I don't see how Stage that's relevant yes. whatsoever. <laughs> He's just offended everybody on the planet now. Good. You know, as as long as it's even, evenly applied to everyone, well, then it's fine. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yes. We're, we're good. Oops. All right. Look at this thing of beauty. Is that? It's a rifle, hey? Yep. This is not only a. This is my uh, latest addition to my Lee Enfield collection. I bought it from an Ipswich shooter in Nova Scotia who was Ooh. clearing out his right. uh, safe queens. Is this is a. Just an amazing. Oh, it's been refinished, so yeah. let's calm down. Yeah, it's beautiful, but in fairness, it's been refinished. It's For the age ax- of that thing, I mean, that's that's some great looking wood, Trevor. Thank you. I do have really nice looking wood, and um, this wood belongs to a Lee Enfield Number One Mark Three BSA. The trigger on this thing, I will put the trigger on this thing up against like a modern day. Oh, that's so nice. There's absolutely zero creep on this trigger. Have you shot it yet? How Amazing. is there zero creep? Well, that should be a two-stage trigger on that thing. Look at it. Yeah, we got it. Uh-huh. Um, huh. That's Seriously? real weird. Who's calling it? Real weird. Okay, is that the phone? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's Officer Frank. This is very unprofessional. Okay. Very unprofessional, Trevor. Thursday at evening. Doesn't he know you're podcasting? <laughs> so mo- every uh, 303 that i've handled they uh they have a two-stage trigger on them yes. so that one's one stage you so, got to do yeah. the bang in the butt on the ground thing and see if it see if it will uh it'll go off are you gonna do that probably not with a live round i might no, just, not. you know do let's it with be a clear yeah like a training well round, no, there'll be a dummy doing it don't worry <laughs> Anyway, but no, you don't so, need to, you don't need to do that with a round in it. What are you talking about? Just just uh, you just like I wouldn't do it upstairs because yeah. you know because 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 well she's not home. Oh, do whatever you want. It's your house. 
Fire- Holy shit! It worked. It went off. <laughs> <laughs> See, you got an unsafe gun, man. <laughs> oh, didn't that time? Maybe I didn't cock the first time. Uh, I don't know. Ah, it's fine. No, it's fine. Anyway, it's a number one Mark III BSA, but it's a civilian rifle. Look at the side of the. I forget what this part is called on the receiver in between the band on the wrist there. Yeah, there's a there's a name for it. I heard Gun Jesus say it the other day. This is where it should have the crown. This is where it should say Smelly. So this is an SMLE, which is a short magazine Lee Enfield. It doesn't mean that the magazine is short. It just means that the rifle is shorter than the previous version. Um, so this was a sporterized rifle that's been returned to its full wood um, military configuration and. Is you know I collect Lee Enfields, but I'm not like a purist or anything like that. Like all I wanted was a British number four, a Canadian number four, my Savage number four, and I got a Jungle. I had no intention of getting one of these, but I paid four hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's a good price. I've already been offered almost double, and uh, I'm not selling it. I am selling a bunch of guns because of something else I bought, but I'm not selling this one. That's what else you bought. Uh, what else did I buy? Where am I? Uh, oh, we're not there yet. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, yeah we're kind of there. Um, so guns. Oh, yeah. Okay, that other thing I bought. So I'm selling. Well, I was selling twelve guns, but some of them have sold. Um, I still have some you, for sale. What do you? You just want to like okay. rip off a couple on on the air right now and just, yeah. Sorry. What are we? Yeah, what are we we're gonna selling? do auction. Okay, I'm selling five, five five. Do I hear five five five? <laughs> I am. I've got two 1022s for sale. I've got my original. What? Yeah, I got my original from 1984, unmolested, unchecked, unchanged. Um, that one I am asking 304. I've got my one in the camo stock with the Cerakoted receiver and barrel. That one I'm asking 325 for. My Savage model. My oh, Savage. No. Hmm? Just oh, Savage model what? 99. The rifle that uh, Jordan shot, I've got that for sale. Okay, but back it up to the 1022s. How much would you sell them to your co-host slash Maple Cedar to? Um, Something offline. Let me know. Do you want? Do you want them both? Maybe. I don't know. Let me know. Because if we combo them up, I can I can give you a package deal. Okay, let me know after. All right. Um, what else I got for sale? Yeah, I got the uh, my. Ooh, check this out. This is my STI Apiro. So it's a 40 caliber standard Ipsic pistol. It's got an island barrel. It's got the new DVC grip. Fancy. It's got a cylinder and slide um, trigger group in it. Uh, what else? What else did I do? A magwell. It's got, well, yeah, well, it comes with a magwell, but I put a thumb rest on it. It's got a Manny Ooh. dot front sight on it, a Wilson combat rear sight on it. So this with uh, five brand new mags is going for 2750 the gun alone, like if you, is typically three grand. Um, Winchester model 9422 XTR. So that's a lever action 22. Looks like a 3030. Looks like a model 94, but it's in 22. Yeah. Uh, that's going for 950. Negotiable. It's got a couple of dings here and there. So, and then I got my kitty cat for sale. Um, no, really? Yeah. Yeah. I got my kitty cat for sale. 500 bucks for that. Wow. And then I've got this. So this is... Um, oh, yeah. You yeah. won out at the charity shoot. Correct. I won this at the charity shoot. It's a Cincinnati 870 clone. It takes Mossberg chokes, an adjustable rear sight, and a rail. 
It's got a six shell caddy on it. It's, it's been done got, over by S and J, right? That's an S and J. I think that's who did it, or attack or done over. Someone did no, that over. S and J did it over. Yeah. S and J yeah. did it over. So yeah. um, they did the Cerakote on it, and they did that uh, that Tin. coating. Yeah. Where they coat parts gold, titanium, some, yeah, nitride, PM, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Coating. Makes the part super slick, and then it's got a Magpul um, eight seventy rear stock on it. Yes, cool handguard with a rail on it for a light. And uh, this has had the chamber polished by Denis, and it runs super, super, super reliable. Um, that one I'm asking, I think, four and a quarter for. So, yep. That's a good deal. Yeah. Uh, I got a, a Tanfoglio 1911 M45, but I'm not going to show it because I want to keep it. But if somebody's like, I sold. So what I did was I made, I built two of these 1911s for Classic Division. Made them identical. One's in nine millimeter. One's in forty-five. They both have Dawson front sights. They both have DTS safeties. They both have Dawson mag wells. They both have STI trigger groups. The triggers, the hammers, the sears, the disconnectors, all STI. I was asking nine fifty a piece for these. The gun alone, without all the parts, is a thousand bucks. So I'm asking less than retail. Did you sell them yet? I sold the nine mil. The forty-five is not sold yet, hmm. and I just loaded like. 1500 rounds of 45 so i you'll get another 45 at some point uh, yeah that one's really good though hmm. they got wolf springs in them and stuff so yeah but gotta gotta make payments well <laughs> yeah i guess yeah so um the reason why i sold all this was i uh i brought back my colorado traded in on a 2019 chev silverado z71 lt trail boss mm-hmm. edition yeah pickup truck uh, full size truck. I, I'm apparently I've got a membership card coming to the full size truck boys club, something like that. All my friends with full size trucks are now. You got to move out to Alberta. You'll fit in more here. Definitely. Um, this thing's got a two inch factory lift on it. It's got thirty threes for tires. You know, mud off road type all terrain tires. Um, yeah, it's sweet looking truck. Z seventy one Trail Boss LT. Love it. Now, when you awesome. go to the range, you can throw all the steel in the back and scrape up the box with funny like, story props and targets in there. Funny story. So my Colorado came with a spray on bed liner and I bought the rubber mat to put on or to put into the bed on top of that. Plus I had a tonneau cover. So the rubber mat was there because that spray on box liner would get scratched from all the steel I pull around the range. So for this truck, I wanted a spray on bed liner. It arrived without one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we did a lot of negotiating, a lot of arguing back and forth, fighting over price and stuff. And um, they were installing the tunnel cover and the technician employee, whatever, who installed the tunnel cover, he left his work boots on, didn't cover them with those little booties. And he climbed in the back of the bed in my new 2019 Silverado uh, with mud and dirt on the on his work boots and just scratched the bed of my brand new truck all to get out. like down to Did the, you have a meltdown? Didn't have to. I didn't even have to. There was no go button hit. There was a go button hit yesterday in the middle of the dealership. I was yelling from the middle of the dealership at oh, my salesman. God. But yeah, true story. But um, no, no meltdown at all. I, 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 we were doing the walk around, you know, um, the PDI. And um, no, so there's a, so this truck's got a lot of really ridiculous features that you don't need, but are really cool. And you like to show off for your friends. And one of them is you hit the, the fob twice and the tailgate, it's got a power tailgate, it lowers on its own. 
some of the LT models, it'll uh, maybe like the high country, you hit the button in and it's a power tailgate that closes. I haven't, I haven't tried it on mine yet. See if it does it. But anyway, um, so I'm hitting the button to make the tailgate come down and it's, it's getting caught on the tunnel cover. So I go over and I pull the tailgate down. That's where I see the mess inside the box or the bed of the truck where buddy had walked in there with his boots. So we went to the service department and the reason why I keep buying vehicles from these guys, my third brand new vehicle in 10 years is because of the, um, after sales service, these guys, like my first car was a small, tiny little Sonic basic car. It didn't even have like a stereo system. It had a radio crank windows like this is the one i took to the matthew and jewel to the charity shoot in back in 2011 or 2010 or 2010 yeah i bought the car and we headed to ontario and uh anyway um they treated me like i bought a camaro like i couldn't believe the service i was getting from these guys so that's you know that's why first time and i told the, the sales or the uh service department manager i said look first time i bought a car here is because i had to but I bought my truck here because I wanted to. And it was because of the service I got from these guys. So we went to see him and I told him, I said, like, you, you, I was being sarcastic. And I said, I'm only being a little bit sarcastic. You really need to go see the mess that this guy made in the bed of my truck. And he goes, nope, don't have to. Absolutely believe you. Um, I'll uh, I'll see what I can do. So we went back to the salesman's office, came back five minutes later. He said, uh, I got bad news. He said, there's nothing I can do about that. But... That morning, when I dropped my truck off, because I was trading it in, I asked him if he knew anybody in our region who did spray-on bed liners. He said, yes, I know a guy, and I'll get you his contact information. You can get that done. So he comes to see me. He says, yeah, so you were asking me about getting a spray-on bed liner? I'm like, yeah. He said, well, guess what? Now we're paying for it. So I was like, giddy up. So, you know, the truck was supposed to come on the spray-on bed liner. It didn't. I was going to eat that and pay for it myself. But now uh, they scratched up the bed of my truck, and now they're paying for it. So cool. It, yeah, it worked out great. So um, yeah, and then so I, I selling twelve guns, sold some guns, and immediately bought the CZP10F. And of course, I bought this from the Calgary Shooting Center because I'm not a communist. The CZP10F is CZ's first legit polymer striker fired pistol. They've got a couple of polymer pistols now the P07 and the P09. Well, the P10 is striker fired. The compact came to Canada first and the compact actually had the threaded barrel and the suppressor sights didn't, wasn't interested. I might get one now for the bug out bag, but this one would just be for like do taking classes and plinking and stuff like that. Um, it's got, a, you know, you can say it about the HK, you can say it about the Walther. The CZ has one of the nicest, if not the nicest, striker-fired pistol trigger there is. And uh, like all CZ pistols, it's really ergonomic. And we all know I've got a weak spot for polymer pistols. I've had, like, all of them except for the Beretta and the Remington. Not Maybe not all of them, but, I mean, certainly all of the most popular ones that have come out in recent years. So mm-hmm. that is uh, that should be here early next week. And then um, Black Sheep Brass. So Black Sheep Brass is a company that sells processed brass. They sell it to individuals, plus they sell it to um, people who remanufacture ammo. And so him and I spoke a couple of weeks back, and he was asked me if I would be interested in in sampling some of his goods. So he sent me out a huge box full of brass, 9mm and two two three and an awesome hat. So I've Instagrammed that both on my Instagram and the show's Instagram. So if you're not following me on Instagram, Oh my God, you're kind of a communist, but I'm not going to go all the way there. 
but you're a little communist, like you're small R red <laughs> communist. So you should definitely go follow me on Instagram because that's where I do all my gun stuff. And the black sheep brass is there and you can check that out. And what's cool about this. And I was going to actually bring some up in the case gauges and show you guys the consistency is it's, it's ready to load. You don't have to size it. You don't have to trim it. It's already sized. It's already trimmed. The only thing you could do differently or the only thing you could do to make this brass better is if you have a wet tumbler, you could wet tumble it and make it like, ooh, super shiny. Uh, it, you know, it comes deprimed. Um, you should probably run a universal decapping pin die or a universal decapping die in your first station if you're um, loading on a progressive press to make sure there's no corn cob media in the um, flash hole because it is polished with corn cob media. But other than that, she's good to go. So you don't have to pick up dirty brass. You don't have to clean dirty brass. You know how Adriel stopped loading 223? What's the cost of it? Um, yes. So you know how Adriel stopped loading 223 and he stopped loading 9 mil because it just wasn't worth his time uh-huh. because it's so cheap? Well, now I'm at the point where I don't want to pick up brass anymore. I have brass downstairs that I haven't sorted or cleaned that's been sitting there for two years. Uh, yeah, I, I, when you when you think of what the brass is worth and you think of your time to stoop over and pick it up and you put that into money and then do it do the same thing because they what what are they like nickels maybe nickels they're dirty nickels that you got to take home and you gotta (laughs) you gotta like clean them and and throw a bunch of lead dust around by cleaning them and all that let yeah let's let the guy from black sheep brass get his lead levels up instead of me for 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 once right Mm -hmm. like picking brasses for hobos so (laughs) We know okay. that's we've offended another group. Good job. <laughs> they can't be listening though. They're not listening. Oh, so blood levels. How have you checked yours lately? No, I don't plan to. I got a whole <laughs> bunch of other that's the best policy right there. Yep. <laughs> I know it's high. Uh, I don't want to be reminded. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, I went for a whole pile of blood work yesterday and lead was not on the list. Um you don't want to pay to I just guilty. threw you totally off. <laughs> you did, but I remember now. So, Kelly, if you shoot PCC and Ipsic, you're like on the short bus. All right. You are, you're now the joke squad. And I came up with a new one the other day, and hopefully the match director is going to start making some memes about it. He was explaining something. I basically looked at him and said, it's so simple. Even a PCC shooter can do it. Just like that commercial with the caveman and the Geico insurance. So simple a caveman can do it. Well, now it's so simple a PCC shooter can do it. So, so anyway, I'm looking forward to loading that up. And finally, um, my 308 M1 Garand barrel came in. So when we built my M1 Garand, the barrel on it wasn't, um, wasn't working. And, uh, Denis and I messed with it and then it just gave, I, I told him give up on it. I'll get another one. It's turning into too much work and it didn't, wasn't working anyway. Um, we didn't have any field gauges. We just, it failed on the no go. Maybe it would have worked with a field gauge, but anyway, whatever. We They're played with it for a while. Spin another one on, right? Yeah. Exactly, Adriel. Um, there's two places in Canada that had them: Aztec Armory. They won like now probably the better barrel. It was a Criterion, um, and it was like two hundred and eighty dollars US. Hmm. But um, Tradex got in some Citadel three hundred eight M1 Garand barrels for two eighty Canadian, and um, I, the fit and finish isn't as nice as the Criterion. I'll tell you that right now because I got a Criterion on my. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So if you're yelling at your stereo or speakers right. or whatever, I'm sorry. Anyway, my 30 out six M1 Garand has that barrel on it, 
And um, the gunsmith who built my 30-06 grand, he sent me a text. And he's like, Tradex got three-way M1 grand barrels in stock. Go. And uh, they, yeah, I got one that day for 280 Canadian. And they shipped it the same day that I paid for it. And it arrived today. And, you know, Robert is nope. your father's brother. And um, we'll try and get that installed quickly. So, Sweet. Adriel, what are, you, what are you, sorry? No? Yes? No? Nothing? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are you mm-hmm. up to? Let me see if I can make this thing present to me. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, had a had a, a great range day on Saturday. I went to the range with a listener of the show, and he's on Discord, and his handle over there is like Segfault. Uh, anyways, we went, and uh, I <laughs> I did a bunch of uh, of twenty two shooting. I, I brought my NS five twenty two out there. I think I ran through maybe like another seven hundred rounds. Uh, so I have 500 more to go on that gun. And then I have uh, still probably like another 2,000 left on my precision rim fire. And I'm all done the Marlin. Uh, that was good. Uh, I did some long range on my Air 15. So my Air 15 right now, I have it set up for limited. I've got uh, an Aimpoint Pro, which is their patrol rifle optic red dot on there. And I haven't shot it at uh, long range uh, yet. So I took it to the long range and I did made some hits at uh, two and 300. I tried at five and uh, 100. The difference between a red dot and, a, and, a, and an optic uh, is uh, is very apparent. <laughs> like at, at two and three, no problem all day long. Yeah, we'll, we'll do two and 300 on steel, no problem. But 500 is, uh, is, is pretty tough. That's, that's a distance where like that little bit of extra accuracy you get out of an optic, out of a magnified optic is uh, is really good. Um, yeah, but otherwise, yeah, it was fun, fun shooting long range at the AR. Um, and then I cracked out my 22 and I made some long shots with that one. And that was fun too, because, um, we were, we started on the 200 and dialed in and pulled the trigger and it's like, oh, it hit. <laughs> oh, let's, try, let's try 300 and <laughs> crank on the, crank on it some more fire. It's like, oh, it's a foot low. Okay. Pull, pull it again. Yeah, and it's so hilarious because, um, uh, you know, you, you can just wear like earmuffs and, and crank them right up and uh, and you can definitely hear the the ting of that thing. And it's like seconds after you, you fire and it's like, ding. <laughs> yeah, so good. So good. I, I really love doing that. Um, lots of fun doing that. So, uh, yeah, now I, I think I need to do that a little like a couple more times before this. Jeez, uh, this match is coming up soon because that's in May. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop screwing around with my setup, and I gotta start putting some rounds down range with that thing. So I have to confirm uh, my drop at distances so that I can put in the true BC that I'm getting out of that thing, and not just use like a calculated uh, thing in of Strelock because uh, that doesn't, well, it didn't actually work for me. Uh, so I need to, I'm gonna need to mess around with the BC on that thing. Uh, anyways, 22 long range, lots of fun. Uh, did some pistol with the GSG 1911-22. So this is the first time I've shot it since I put those Dawson precision sights on it. Yeah. And uh, oh, oh, that's that good? yeah, yep, yep. Uh, just shooting at 50 yards on like a steel target, about yay big, and you got to aim high on it because your your rounds are already dropping out of a pistol <laughs> by 50 yep. yards. Uh, but just just ruthless, just just pounding them with whatever crappy high velocity ammo you've got. Uh, did a box of clays with the Browning A5, not a single hiccup, which is nice. nice. Um, I was actually, I, I usually run ounce and an eighth uh, for three gun anyways, because we're yep. knocking steel down, we're moving spinners, so more lead on target, it's always going to be better. Um, but I was shooting one ounce loads, 
and it was running just fine with those two. Yeah, um, my Versamax will, my Typhoon will not, even with the piston turned around on the light loads. Mm-hmm. Maybe now that I've had, you know, uh, probably maybe, I mean, let's face it, it's a 12 gauge. If I've got 250 rounds through it, that's it. Maybe after another 250, maybe, you know, run some heavy stuff through it. Um, I saw TACOM was selling, so they've got a RIA shotgun in the States that I believe is one of those Turkish semis. And I saw that TACOM is making a recoil buffer guide thing for the recoil spring on it. Uh, so you might want to take a look at those. TACOM just released that. It's this tiny little buffer thing that you put in the back. And apparently it helps with the recoil spring binding up in, in some of these. So I'm not sure if that's an issue or if it's an issue that's coming up on your shotgun. But uh, something to think about as well. Um, oh, and with the A5, I was cranking those clays. That was, that was doing really, really well. So that was uh, that was nice. Uh, I got the BCL 102 out and I was shooting it. I was shooting it for groups because I haven't... Uh, I haven't done too much group shooting with it. Um, I fired at 50 and 100 and my stuff, um, it's right around uh, two MOA right now. And that's on a rest with a big, bad scope on it and a variety of factory ammo. So I'm not getting fantastic accuracy out of it. Maybe I would if I, uh, if I tried a different barrel or something like that, but I don't know if I'm going to bother. I did have um, a fail to feed on it. Um, and this happened twice. Uh, so I got a CPD 10 round mag and when, uh, after firing a couple rounds it actually, the nose of the round went too low and it didn't hit the feed ramp. So it hit the barrel extension and not the feed ramp on there. Um, which is something that I've seen on, on some of the forums that, uh, that is possible to happen with these. So no, no, didn't really like that mag. Uh, I got a whole bunch more 22 in. So, um, uh, uh, Spectre Ballistics. I was telling him about this stuff, and he's like, "Oh, if, if you want to, uh, uh, you can order like a whole bunch of different like weird ammo uh, through us." And I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> send me a list." <laughs> so through the, I went through the list, and I picked all the stuff I didn't have, and now I've got like I don't know that much more work to do. <laughs> I'm make, making all this work for myself. Um, I got the 60 grain Aguila Super Sniper rounds, and they're hilarious. It's like it's like a it's a 22 short. With yep. a big long sixty grain bullet on there. You think of like a forty grain bullet and how long that is. Add fifty percent more weight to that thing, aka fifty percent more length. It's huge. It's a huge bullet. And then on the opposite end of the the spectrum, I got some copper bullets. These little like centered copper twenty one grain bullets. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think either of them are, are going to be great on accuracy. I think they're they're gonna, both going to suck. But oh, I'll, 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 maybe I'll be surprised. How much did you get of each? Fifty rounds each. Yeah, that's fine. Five groups of uh, five for one rifle, five yeah. groups of five for another rifle, and that should be enough to to kind of tell me what's what's happening. Unless they really drop, really drop, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I miss the target. <laughs> and then it'll be four groups. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, oh, I had to go down a belt notch. I just noticed this today. I was like putting on my belt, and I'm like, what the heck? It doesn't fit. So Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And why did Lots you go down? I think it's just because I quit drinking. I, I, I stopped drinking entirely this year. Good and, for you. Uh, uh, it, that's because I'm, I, I still Twitter. eat like crap. Uh, and I'm doing like almost nothing for extra exercise. So that's the only thing it could be. Were you drinking that much beer? I don't think so. But it's like uh, beer is like carbohydrates, man. 
Big yeah. time. I know. Yeah. Uh, I lost 36 pounds in 2011, and beer is the one thing I made sure I didn't give up. Hmm. <laughs> so... You got to make your own sacrifices, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to sacrifice the, the things you're willing to. So you lost 10 pounds, but you, did you gain a gun? Uh, well, I, yeah, I mean, I've bought and sold like a ton of guns since January. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a that's a, a weird question for me. Did I gain a gun? Yeah, yeah. No, sure. drinking. Speaking of gaining guns, though, uh, the the CZ P10, dirt cheap, dirt cheap. It's yeah. under it's under six hundred bucks. Yeah, they're like five fifty. Yeah, it's Very like less than Glocks ever were, mm-hmm. and it's and it's, it's not Glock a Glock killer. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a yeah. Uh, and then BC, BCL uh, signs life over there. They emailed me and then they called me and they said, hey, yeah, we've got some problems with extraction, injection, that kind of thing. And they're going to send me uh, an extra, another extractor. So now I'll have three. Uh, an extractor spring and donut uh, and a new ejector, a new ejector spring and gas rings. But and out of all say- of those, I think I need the ejector and I think I need the gas rings because the gas rings on those things are like the fit is not good. And I think... Uh, yeah, some new gas rings would help. However, so, if they are just replacing your ejector with the same style ejector, what's the point? They're I mean, not. It's not. It's not okay. It's a new no, design. Gonna, if, yeah. if it comes, if it comes in and it's the same one, I'm I'm not even going to install it. I'm just throw it in the trash. And well, you're not going to install whatever they send you anyway because the gun works right now. No, nope, I will. In, no, I will. In, if they send me a different ejector, I will install whatever they send. Really, just to test it? Mm. Absolutely. That's. Kind of my thing is uh, is yeah, that kind of thing, right? So if um and it, it it is it's a more valid test if they fixed it and they can update right. that article saying like exactly. oh they figured it out now they've got a better yep. ejector and and it's it's working right. Yep. Uh, that's it for me. How about you, Kelly? I didn't go anywhere. Well, I didn't go to the range. I did go to Montreal and I went for my birthday. So I met up strippers with... Montreal, Kelly. <laughs> you went to get some Chippendales action or what? No. That's I why did. people go to Montreal for their birthday, to go to the strippers. That's why you go to Montreal for your birthday. <laughs> Proud to say I've never done that. I'm a good boy. Very That's good. why you would go. Yeah, no. Why else I, would you go all the way to Montreal if it wasn't for the dancers? I went to go and see my friends from Maple Seed. I met oh. up with them. We had Montreal smoked meat, and we had this stuff called spruce beer. It's not really beer. Or made from spruce. Okay, take Buckley's uh-huh. and carbonate it. Uh-huh. And add sugar. That's oh. <laughs> that sounds terrible. The first time I tasted Buckley's, I was Googling the number for poison control. <laughs> I know that, like, and now it's I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, now I'm doing shots of Buckley's every time I, my nose runs. Like, oh, give me the Buckley's. But the first time I thought I was going to die. I thought, well, this, I've had a good run. You're fine. But no, we went for my birthday and we got a chance to see all of. Uh, my peeps from from Maple Seeds, so it's good to see them. And we had Montreal smoked meat at this place called Pete's Meats. It's delicious. You gotta go you, there. You, you ate Pete's, Pete's Meats. That is <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and their slogan is nothing beats Pete's Meats. <laughs> <laughs> delicious Montreal smoked meat. It's awesome. Uh, wow. And going back to coming home. Uh, <laughs> what? Good. Uh, Peter is another word for penis. Yes. <laughs> Very observant, Trevor. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Uh, what else did I do? I went and uh, just maple seed stuff. We, so what we're doing is we're ramping up right now. We've sent out links to the ranges 
that uh, we've arranged events with, and uh, every every range that we've arranged, uh, every range that we've arranged a an event with prior to July fifth, sorry, July first, they have the event link, so they should be sending it out in emails to their members. What happens is after that, once they send it to their members, we then release it to the public. So everybody who's they all like sell out in uh, minutes and. Uh... Better be your member member of the range. So everybody who's emailing me right now, uh, yeah, um, hope you're a member of the range. But also, it, a lot of them do get a lot of them do get uh, released to the, to the public. There are there's a mm. few places that don't sell out. So we uh, we didn't announce it on our social media. We just emailed it to the members, and if we get close to the start date and it's not sold out, then we'll probably announce it to the social media. Yeah, well, I'll help you out with that. So yeah. we'll we'll announce it to our social media. Yeah, and if other Trevor thinks that he's going to skip out of helping me set up for the Steel saw Talent, that? I saw <laughs> that. I already I already chewed him out by text message. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so that's happening, and uh, so East Coast all covered. The links are all sent to all the ranges. Uh, BC all covered. Chaz all covered. Um, West Coast, uh, Alberta, and BC in July going forward. That you're going to get yours next week. That's what I did in guns. I'm done. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Tracy Wilson from the CCFR. Tracy, uh, we've been seeing a, a whole bunch of uh, social media coming out with you from you guys recently here. Some of this, some uh, fighting with doctors or something like that. Like uh, recently, I hold am. on. When's the last time it stopped or there was a pause? Oh, it has not stopped. It has not stopped. There's been some some recent like upping, like leveling up of of the offensive. Yeah. Like I, I saw yeah. a couple of uh, YouTube videos coming out. One of them, which was this uh, uh, this one about that uh, a child is injured by a firearm every day in Ontario. Is that true? And uh, eviscerating, eviscerating video. <laughs> Well, so here's the thing. If you're going to go to war with us, you better pack a lunch because it's going to be quite the battle, right? So, so yeah. Pack we, a feeding tube. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> you're going to have to call paratransport because that's how you're going to go. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, we, we've had a little bit of a, a, a battle lately with these anti-gun lobby doctors. So, this was sort of born out of the Danforth shooting. So, everyone can remember the very tragic, awful alleged terrorist activity that happened in Toronto where you had um, a, a criminal, an unlicensed criminal, an extremist, uh, with an illegal gun that he sourced through a gang-affiliated brother. And he went on a shooting spree on a beautiful summer evening on the Danforth. And of course, you know, the, the entire country, probably the world, mourned with these people. Now, that night, of course, a lot of people were taken into trauma units and uh, hospitals to, you know, to be worked on. There was, there was a lot of injury and a lot of um, misery, right? So one of those doctors was Dr. Najma Ahmed, who um, is a trauma surgeon. She's a specialist in her field. She is absolutely one of the best um, as far as dealing with this kind of traumatic injury. Uh, and that makes her a complete hero, if that's where she left it, right? Well, I think through the attention she received, um, you know, after the event, she, of course, was all in the media and they were doing pressers out in front of the hospital and all the media was there. And, you know, she was describing the scene inside the hospital, which was complete chaos. Um, 
And yeah, she, this whole traumatic event has caused her to take on the cause of being an anti-gun uh, lobbyist or activist. So it's it's very difficult because they think that we're trying to silence them. And here, here's the honest truth. And we've said this since the beginning. There's room for them in this discussion. And in fact, there's probably a very vital role that they can play because they deal with the aftermath of the criminal use of firearms and violence. However, that doesn't make them a subject matter expert on firearms regulation, policing policy, uh, border security protocols. And so out of this tragedy committed by this violent extremist criminal, where basically everything he did was illegal, right down to the gun he used, somehow that's translated to we should ban sports shooters equipment. Now, mm-hmm. These, these are really highly educated people who are deeply rooted in science. So for them to come out with such a far-fetched, um, you know, like this literally makes zero sense to anybody. Um, it, it's hard and it's, it's caused us to have to uh, do some of our own activism. And the last thing we wanted to do is get in a fight with trauma surgeons. Um, but for some reason, we are the target of their attacks. So. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we're we're talking about it on the show before. And, uh, uh, you know, if they didn't have a platform, if this is a couple of the thing is, this is just a couple of doctors. This isn't like a thousand doctors who are all calling for this. This is this is like a handful of doctors uh, yeah. who, who feel strongly about this. Uh, and the problem is, is that they've like very quickly got a platform. Now they're uh, being inv- invited to Senate hearings. Now they're I heard uh, uh, I think it was Drummond Drummond on the radio yeah. the other day. Yeah, he's 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 got a platform on the CBC, and now they're mm-hmm. asking him for his opinion on that show, um, at the drop of a hat. And uh, it didn't require any um, any real research. It didn't require any understanding, like deep understanding of the issue. They um, kind of took the surface level uh, reaction of, "Oh, we had to treat all these people who had gunshot wounds. Let's just ban guns." Um, and all of a sudden, that's like got them. A, a better platform than the pro gunners who have better research, better understanding of these issues, better recommendations for how to do this stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just been a, a real shame at how they've been quickly given this platform. Well, and there's multiple reasons for that. Well, first of all, there's about 600 million reasons for that. And that's, you know, we've got a media who is at the mercy of the liberal government who has a very anti-gun agenda. Uh, that's, you know, that's not nothing new to anybody listening to the show. Um, and, you know, this also has a lot to do with some of the anti-gun activists that we're accustomed to dealing with, like Wendy Sukier and uh, Natalie Provost and Heidi Rathchen. You know, they've been doing this for 30 years, and that's probably the problem. After 30 years of listening to the same arguments over and over and over again, over a crime that happened 30 years ago, um, I, I think they were sort of losing credibility. And then you know, along comes the CCFR. We're only, what, Trev, like four years old. You know, we come along. They've never been up against people like us before, right? I mean, we've got we've got some great advocates in our community who historically have done some great things, but we were pretty much at a standstill. The CCFR comes along and we're just kicking the heck out of everything. And, uh, you know, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out that the anti-gun activists' answer to the sophistication and modernization of our advocacy is the doctors. And that, you know, hey, it's a pretty smart move. And they've also hired a professional PR firm who's a registered lobbyist. 
um, you know, so so here they come out of nowhere and they've got this entire framework just instantly set up for them. That's not a mistake. So, yeah, yeah, yeah very purposeful. And uh, yeah, and, and that's why I think it's it's it is valuable <laughs> countering and, uh, uh, and providing like these videos that you guys are providing where where you're going through the um, there was one that, that was on the again, that article on uh, uh, Journal of Medicine. I think it was in the yeah. Journal of Medicine that was talking about the <clears throat> child, uh, uh, an Ontario child is injured every day. And it turned out that the uh, child is anyone under the age of 24. It's like, whoa, <laughs> those are those aren't like five year olds here anymore. Yeah. Uh, and it included yeah. paintball guns and pellet guns and and those kinds of injuries. As, and gangbangers. As well. If you're a gangbanger and you're shot, you're considered a child injured with a handgun. Yeah, well, anybody up to twenty four, like well, most of them are under twenty four and they're idiots. Or yeah, most, the love. yeah mm-hmm. most most of the gangsters are uh, yeah. even six, 16, 17, There, there'll still be a ton of them in in there. Where, um, <laughs> like by law, they're they're a child because they're under eighteen, but they're not yes. living at home. They're out dealing drugs. It's like, oh, yeah, they're they're a child, but they're also a gangster. <laughs> yeah, well, and even yeah. if you've got like I've got a six year old grandson downstairs right now. If he got his finger pinched in his Nerf gun and needed a stitch put in there, that That'd would be, be a firearm related injury. Yep. So I, I, you know, when you, when you take all that away, it's actually very, very rare. I think it was like 86%. It's of, 83. Yeah. 83% of the injuries weren't even actual firearms. Like, come on, you know? Yep. So. Yeah, yep. but then but then this that is, becomes uh, you know they they put out some real shoddy stuff and that becomes uh, ingrained in the media for years afterwards. Yep. I mean, oh the yeah. Media, the media will never fact checked. That this is what makes this so dangerous is people give doctors too much credibility, uh, too much credit rather. Um, there's this huge buy-in that just because a doctor is saying it, well, it must be must be true, must be fact because they're doctors. They uh, they're held to a higher standard. They take an oath, right? So surely what they're saying must be based in fact and logic. Uh, this is so disappointing. I'm finding out that, you know, there are so very few groups that are reputable that aren't willing to lie to get what they want. It's just, it's, it's discouraging and disheartening. It's the, well, the little... end justifies the means kind of a thing, right? Like yeah. you believe in something so firmly that you're willing to overlook how bad or how badly you're having to twist things, yeah, twist reality don't. to make it so that you can get your way. So you can get the end. That's the the yep. real crux of the problem here. Yep. The day of inaction, Tracy, have you spoke about that yet? Uh-huh. So, so yesterday was their big day of action. They've been planning this since January. It's been on their website and uh, you know, they promoted it all over. And to be honest, I woke up yesterday feeling sick to my stomach because um, you know, Rod and I had talked about strategy and we had talked about, you know, maybe doing counter protests and there is no win there. There was no public perception win to a bunch of angry gun owners showing up at these doctor's events. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we decided we'd, we'd fight it with the videos wait, and the things wait. that we do get, and we go out on social media. Getting interviewed on the sidewalk and talking about having a gun to protect myself from a tyrannical government wouldn't have been productive. We're never going to talk about that. Can we end that? No, and 
it, you know, it, it's funny because I, I ended up, uh, I was on my way to go down to the Senate yesterday. It was the um, last full day of testimony and I wanted to go down there. And about 10 minutes before I was ready to leave, here's Rod calling me and these emails coming in. He's literally at the airport trying to get on a plane because he's going away a wonderful time, you know, and uh, all these, did we lose me? Oh yeah, almost. You're coming back. Oh. So you were talking to Rod on, on the airplane. Well, anyways, so I had all this stuff going on, you know, in the peripheral. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to stay and do media. And it was interesting because I did interviews for about five and a half or six hours straight, three times with CBC, CTV National, Global National. And then I'm watching the news last night and I found one clip with me in it. And it was one sentence. And I thought, wow. Like, it's the reason why. The reason why CBC and CTV didn't post anything is because it wasn't their narrative. It well, wasn't right. what they were looking for. Yeah. Well, and that's the problem is that at this point I'm interviewing too well. So what they want to do is they want to show these amazing life-saving doctors and they're asking for this gun control and there's this evil gun lobby who's targeting them with these focused attacks and you know, and then I get on there and I make perfect complete sense. There's literally no way to argue with me. And that doesn't fit. That just nope. doesn't this fly. This footage is no good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she's not the evil gun lobby. We, we need a gun nut. Keep looking. Yeah, we'll find somebody who's who's more radical than this really sensible, rational grandma, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. get it. I get it, man. Like, I get the game. If the CC but, does. You know, overall, the, uh, the one in Toronto, so they did these. Talking to you again, Tracy. She's in Ottawa. She has better... Oh, she's gone. She's Tell all your kids to get off the Wi-Fi. Stop microwaving burritos. Yeah, I'm messing up the connection. <laughs> you know what it is? The CBC uh, is hacking your signal. Oh, well, I wouldn't even be surprised. Honest to God, I would not be surprised. <laughs> so how many doctors showed up for this day of inaction? Well, the one in Ottawa, which I thought would be a big one, because what they're asking for is legislation. Yeah. And where is legislation made? It's right here in Ottawa. Yeah. So I thought it would be a really big one. There was there was a, a grand total of three of two. Oh, uh, two and some guy in, in street clothes. Yeah, because, of course, they wore their white lab coats and yeah. it was really cute. <laughs> some of them had clipboards. It like they were in costume, in full costume, right? Costume, so, yeah. literally in costume. And everything. Yeah. What is it? Cosplay for doctors? They showed up in costume. I don't know. Yeah, how Calgary had like gonna, six. Like, I could see they had this meeting, right? Like, how are they going to know we're doctors? We, we can't dress like everyone else. Lab coats or a stethoscope. Or the stethoscope. <laughs> yeah. and that, remember that old, like, mirror <laughs> thing on the forehead to reflect the light? They should have showed up in that. Man. Oh, that's too good. That's too good. Okay, so can um, can you give us a sense of how things are going you said yesterday was the last day of um to, of committee hearings testimony whatever yes. words you, so you've you've sat through a lot of this we've seen a lot of nice pictures of you sitting behind people with eye rolls <laughs> and stuff i i will great, admit now call. i am never going to play poker at the casino because my poker face <laughs> is like this <laughs> right like i would give it away there's yeah. there's no way i'm a poker player uh yeah so that was the final day of testimony and uh it was interesting bill blair was you know the star witness and uh it was funny because senator uh, crazy there mcfedrin she uh the one who thinks i'm i'm vicious she 
uh, repeatedly has been asking for C-71 to be opened up and to a handgun ban added to it. So Bill Blair said, no, uh, we won't be able to do that. You know, we'll do that in the next, in our next term. Yeah. So, which drove her nuts because she, she's worried just like all the rest of the. They're not going to be in next term. Cycles that they're not going to win. Right. So yeah. it was pretty funny for Blair to sort of assume that, you know, it's an automatic assumption. Oh, we'll just do it our next term. And I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know, man, the climate here in Ottawa, like there's a massive dumpster fire happening on Parliament Hill. And I'm not talking about garbage. I'm talking (laughs) about the government. Like, it's an interesting time. So and and I don't mind letting that smolder because ultimately the last thing we want right now is another liberal term. Unfortunately, we're backed into a corner. But the bill, interestingly enough, so that was the last day of testimony, the 8th of April, which I believe is Monday. Yep. Uh, yeah, so that'll be uh, the beginning of clause by clause. So this is sort of another great opportunity for opposition senators to sort of do time wasting. So uh, this is where they take the bill, they go back through it, they read clause by clause, they speak to each individual part, like you could drag this on for a very lengthy amount of time, which is exactly what Senator Plett plans to do. Now, The only problem is there's a government liaison between the House of Commons and the Senate. And he actually tabled a motion. There's 11 bills sitting at the Senate right now. And, uh, you know, some of them are are getting aged. But here's the thing. Since when do we just rush laws through? Because, well, it's been a long time. Let's just rush it through. The whole point of the Senate is sober second thought. And it's to sit down and study the legislation and make sure that it's going to have its intended impact, right? Well, the problem with that is there is fear that the Liberal government will not win the next election. So they're pushing things through or they're wanting to push things through. So they have these as legislated. Yeah. And you never know. The writ could drop early too, right? I wouldn't be sad one bit if we had an early uh, election. So I know that's the intended purpose. Now, just because he's got that motion out there doesn't mean that it's going to fly, right? In fact, um, the chances are it's not. But it shows that the government is sort of, you know, hit the panic button. Yeah, they've hit the panic button and they're ready to just start jamming things through. We're running out of time. It's a full-on panic. So now's a perfect time for everybody to be writing to that committee, writing to the Senate, um, and just saying, you know, we've got some some concerns, suggest amendments. If we can get some amendments, it goes back to the House. Like, it's already been, you know, a full year that we've been stalling this bill. And nobody ever imagined it would take this long to get through. And here. Yeah. I mean, especially considering like the, the scope of the bill, right? It's not a um, it's not as radical as uh, as they could have made it. And uh, I think that, you know. It's for 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 such a small scope bill. It's it's not a uh, hasn't been going very quickly. Yeah. I'm just trying to fill time while Tracy is <laughs> bugging out. <laughs> is that too obvious? Yes, it is. <laughs> um, my question, Adriel or Kelly, um, while we're waiting for Tracy to get back, is um, can the clock run on this thing? They're going to go on summer break here soon, and no business will be taking place when Parliament is uh, whatever that break is called. So, Tracy, are you back? Yeah. So my my question is, you you broke up there hard. Um, You mentioned this on the CCFR radio. Isn't Parliament headed for their summer break here shortly? 
Yeah. So basically in June, the house rises for summer break and they don't come back until usually it's on my birthday on September 17th or thereabouts around, which is and always a great be full present. on election mode then. Oh yeah. It's too late then. If this bill does not pass before the house rises in June, it won't pass at all. So yeah. when do they have to get this done? What's the next step? So uh, clause by clause starts April 8th. This motion put out by this government representative is asking for it to be finished by April 11th. That is not going to happen. And then he wants uh, the final vote to happen the first week of May. So none of that will happen, but they'll only be able to stall that for so long. Um, I don't know. It's literally down to the wire right now. You know, we're just in a matter of weeks. The best thing we can do right now is, I, you know, I don't want people to misinterpret an amendment, meaning we support the bill if they add this. Either way, we don't support the bill. So if but, they put in, if we request an amendment and the senators say we need an amendment to the send it back, then what they'll do is they'll send it back to the House. The oh, House yeah. Then we're, yeah. And it's not going to come in. To There's no so all. how do we get an amendment in there? Well, we're trying really hard. And what we're going for is things that are, are easy. Like, here's the easiest one. So the new ATT system will only allow you just to go to the range and back. So you'd have to go and get a short-term ATT to go to the gunsmith. Yep. Well, what does the gunsmith do? He fixes guns. guns. Why would we put a barrier between a, gu a gun owner with a firearm and the, 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 the need for safety? So that's been a huge, every single panel has been talked to about this. So I, I can almost guarantee that will be one of the suggested amendments. Now, suggested amendments will be pages and pages and pages of them. Um, but there's, you know, a lot of them will sort of be frivolous uh, or vexatious and, you know, be ignored. Good word, good word. But yeah, but, but there's some that I think they're really going to have to consider. Right. And even so, even so, under C-71, we've got these store records that are going to be, uh, you know, kept for 20 years by ma and pa shops across the country. There's been no framework or explanation or, you know, nobody said how they have to keep these records or what's involved. They just said, well, we'll, we'll make records. So there's a whole framework that needs to be built around that legislation, even once it's passed. So there's a lot we can do to just slow down that choo-choo train. All right. So, so that's, our that's next the plan. Time. Cool. All right. Yeah. So what's next? We're fighting with doctors. We're fighting C-71. Yeah. And uh, Minister Blair has promised to have his recommendations out soon on his examination on a full ban on handguns and He's assault rifles. that for a while, though. Like yeah. His original due date is like, like a month or two ago on this. Oh, yeah. But he's going to have to say something, I think. No, I don't know. It's hard to say what he's going to come back with that on that. I think the reason that he's been sort of, you know, hesitant to release that is they're in so much trouble now. I mean, you know, you, you pissed off veterans, you pissed off the indigenous people, you pissed off people with SNC Lavalin. Women. You pissed off women. You pissed everybody off. Do you really want to piss off millions of gun owners they haven't who are pissed already off. pissed off? They haven't pissed off beta male cucks. True. So just to be clear. And Lord knows we've got enough of those. We sure I, do. Yeah. Man bun wearing 6.5 Creedmoor shooting. Yeah. Hey, they, yeah. I, I just picked those guys up. Like, <laughs> 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 That's how that goes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. We can't. Um, I, I mean, I wish that they weren't so crooked that they would let the, um, the policies that are in place play out. I mean, we saw 
basically their emergency live stream that Michelle did with one of her colleagues, Michelle Rompel, where they were voting. Um, remember when they did that overnight voting session, they brought all the cots in on the budget yeah. and um, not all the liberals were there and oh, yeah. we caught them red handed, not, it was not being there. Vote. Yeah. So and, they were pushing things through and, yep. uh, and the speaker was... just swept it under the rug. Well, I'll remind you too, although the Speaker of the House is, is uh, voted on by the entire House, um, Kevin's Still actually, liberal. he's a liberal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's a great guy, but he was put in an awful position by his party. I mean, what a position to put that guy in. Um, but of course, he's not going to send his own party down the river. Like, but it's either if they're you're willing there to cover or you're up, not. If they're willing to cover up for companies with millions of dollars in illegal you know, behavior and hookers and all this crazy stuff. You think they're going to stay honest on something like a vote that could cost them their leadership? Tracy, it's not hookers. It's job security. (laughs) Canadian jobs. My prime minister said that. Working girls. Yeah, it's good for (laughs) the economy, Tracy. Don't be a hater. Hey, if we're going to talk about jobs, we should be talking about the firearms industry. You know, Mm. you've got... 4,500 licensed firearms businesses across the country employing over 25,000 people. Do we want to talk about those jobs or do only Quebec jobs count? Well, according to our native Quebec prime minister, yeah. Well, it's because those 25,000 people ain't voting for the prime minister, are they? That's right. Exactly. He doesn't care about those those jobs, right? the The man who's on record telling everyone that, yes, Quebecers are inherently better than the rest of Canada... Yeah. 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 For sure. They're going to vote for him. Ask anybody in Alberta how they feel. There's 110,000 jobs lost over there. Yeah. Like they're, they're in crisis and there's not a word in the house spoken about that by anyone on the liberal party. In fact, they're working really hard to further damage the energy sector, you know? And, and to me, I think that's crazy. We're worried about 8,000 Quebec jobs. These are very highly trained people. Do you not think they can find a job somewhere else? I lost a job. Hundreds of thousands. I can find another one. Well, hundreds of thousands of Atlantic Canadians depend on Alberta's welfare payments. Like, stop messing with my sugar daddy. <laughs> Always making friends, Trav. Always making friends. Every turn. Yeah. It's one of my strengths. Thanks for noticing. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I want to tell you something fun while we're on here. So, it's. Uh, I hear you're not going to be able to make it to the CCFR AGM this year. That's Because I. I've got a little plan for the Friday before the AGM. I got a couple friends of mine that want to go out on a gopher killing spree. We want to go gopher hunting. So like Rod and Tracy, Michelle and Jeff, Colin and I, and your Jeff from Calgary Shooting Center has agreed to take us. So are you sure you can't come? Well, I'm going to be sitting in his living room if he's not there. Wait a sec. What what are the dates again? Uh, June first. June first. Oh yeah, no, that's 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 for sure. That's the uh, that's the steel challenge. That's the steel challenge. Well, somebody else could run it for me. uh, Hey, I'm all about killing gophers. I think it'll be fun. I like the ones that flip. Right, those are the fun ones. (laughs) Just my goal is to make one actually um, tear in two with a 17H MR. I've come so close so many times. It's just a really tough time of year at school. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's difficult. I'm actually pulling out a summer out of school 
um, this isn't a secret anymore, but the weekend before the AGM, actually Michelle Rumpel's getting married. So uh, okay. I'm, yeah, so I'm heading out to Calgary. Uh, the Friday before, the 24th, 4th of May, we're all flying out to Calgary. So I'm gonna be out there all week doing super fun stuff, Trevor. All kinds of gun stuff. and I'll be there a week early for the cherry shoot, and I will slaughter whatever gophers you leave behind. Okay, cool. But uh, cool. Leave a couple of babies for us. I hate missing the AGM. I'm going to be out there. So bad. I know. I want to take Rod on it because Rod's, Rod's not a hunter, right? So he's not a – I don't think he's ever shot animals before. So Weird. Be interesting. Hmm. I know. You might create a monster. Oh, <laughs> I guarantee it I will. Yeah. yeah. Same with Michelle. Wearing right? orange hats and uh, – we're in camo around work, camo jackets. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to get him like an orange hat or something. and I'll get some pictures. It'll be funny. I'll get Michelle out in camo. But yeah, I think it'll be a great uh, a great time. So Awesome. Uh, anything else that you wanted to mention? Um, I'm heading tomorrow. Actually, I'm, I'm doing something really fun tomorrow. So it'll be a long drive, about six hours. But I'm going to jump in the truck with Colin and we are going to head over to Select Shooting Supplies and oh. go see our friend Dean Carr. Yeah, say so, hi to him for us. Yeah, we're going to go I'm to the sure store. Everybody knows. Are, are you free to talk about what happened there? Yeah, so uh, yeah, Dean you talked had a little about incident. GCFR, right? So. Yeah, so Dean had a, a little accident. Not an accident. There was nothing <laughs> yeah. accidental about it. Let me clarify. Dean was violently and viciously attacked by a knife-building psychopath at his store. And unfortunately, he got three very significant injuries, one kind of up on the forehead here for those who are viewing, one on the side of the head, both right down to the skull, and then a stab wound on the side of his neck. So he had some pretty significant injuries. I did see him post a picture the other day, he got his staples out. I saw a picture the day it happened with the staples in, and I got to tell you, it was I, you know, I don't know. I'm one of those creeps who, who likes looking at creepy stuff, but I, I, I had, to, I can't even stop cringing now. Just thinking about it. Like, my God, that had to be painful. Oh, but, he, he uh, I mean, he's, he ain't pretty no more. No. Well, I don't know. Chicks dig scars. That, right? Well, so, he's going to get all the chicks because he's wow. going to get all the chicks. He's got some pretty gnarly scars, but I got to tell you between his wife, uh, Tracy, and his buddy, uh, either Jerry or Gary, I'm not entirely sure which one, um, they managed to subdue this guy until police could arrest him. And, right. of course, like, it was just complete mayhem. And poor Dean, after going through all that, then this story came out. I did a Facebook Live on my Facebook wall. It's still on there. I think it's sitting right now at about 15,000 views. I kind of lost my mind one evening because we are eating dinner, and I'm scrolling through Facebook after dinner, and... I see this uh, this post, it was like a news article out of Cambridge, Ontario, and it was a Cambridge City Councillor um, who was more upset at the end of this boring, oh, right. bloody, yeah. savage attack. He's more upset at the fact that, oh, oh my God, we have a gun store here? Yep. I Google mapped it. It's 600 meters from this guy's office, okay? So first of all, what kind of counselor are you? It's a, not Cambridge. I got to think about it. But anyways. Shot him is where, it's, it, where he's from. Okay. But what kind of counts are you when you don't even know what businesses you have in your area, right? And then he says, well, you know, when they fill out their business license, which is given to them by the municipality, this the city gives it to them. They don't know what kind of business it is. Well, 
I'm going to break it down for you like this. The store is called Select Shooting Supplies. So your first hint should be there might be a selection of shooting supplies. And you would use those supplies for shooting. Shooting. I mean... Okay. And I mean, yeah. if, you, if you if you drove around the neighborhood, you'd probably see it right there. <laughs> they probably have well, a sign. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if you were active in your community and were the type of city councilor that went down to your local small businesses and supported them, you might have a clue what kind of businesses are in your neighborhood. But mm-hmm. you know, not every not everybody's a hero, obviously. So, anyways, we yeah. gave that councilor one. You know, this is the thing. Um, this is the thing as I'm all about, uh, I'm all about mob attacks at this point, because I just could not believe after everything Dean went through, I, I was reading through the story, waiting for this guy to say, you know, we're hoping that our local business member, Dean Carr is okay. Uh, we wish him all the best. Not a word. He's more concerned that there's a gun store in the neighborhood than the fact that there's a knife wielding psychopath who almost killed this guy, you know? So yeah. Uh, anyways, I was so over emotional about that. I lost my mind, and I sicked the entire community on him. And he, I know, I received hundreds of cc'd emails from angry people writing to him, and right. I never asked anybody to do that. So I know there was hundreds more I wasn't cc'd on. Yeah. So yeah. One of the things that I have to say about that is Dean and his employees and his wife did an amazing job because what I do, what I surmise from the uh, the event and also what was said was the guy the guy wanted to die he went in to he wanted suicide by a cop so he went in, he picked that store because of the fact that it was a gun store and they did a great job there was somebody who attacked an an employee he thought was an employee he thought he was going to get shot so they they used their skills man and then the yeah. cops came and again, he said, just shoot me. So this is somebody who had a death wish. He wanted suicide by cop. He was too much of a coward to do it himself. Let's be honest. And mm-hmm. Dean, I I feel horrible for him to go through that. And the thing is, two days later, he's going, stores open. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Of course, it's Dean. Yeah. He's like, I got to go in and clean up a bit. Like, let's be clear. Yeah, if I clean up, all you made blood. Yeah. I clean up, it's his blood. Like, yeah. And he's like, oh, business as usual. Only in Canada do you get to carve up a gun (laughs) store owner and not get filled with holes. Yes. Like, imagine people in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Imagine people in other countries or aliens somewhere thinking about Canada. You know, guy goes into a store full of thousands of guns, knifes the shit out of the owner, you know, and doesn't get And they barely beat him up. It's almost absurd, right? It is absurd. It's absolutely absurd. absurd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wild. Anyways, we're going to go see Dean. We're going to go uh, to the store, spend some money, support Dean's business, take him and Tracy out for a great dinner. And then the following day on Saturday, I'm actually going over to the East Elgin Sportsman oh, good. Alliance Association. Yeah. ESA. Yeah, yeah, I'm going over there and we're going, it's their annual general meeting of the members. I'm going to speak to the members about C71 and the handgun ban. And then we're going to go outside and shoot some guns. We're going to send some lead downrange. So I'm really excited. Awesome. You, so, yeah, going on a tour more. this weekend, yeah. which is not different than any other weekend. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least you get to shoot this time. Yay. I get, I get to hold a gun for once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, should be fun. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well thanks, for, uh, thanks for helping Dean out and uh, getting out to the East Elgin uh Sports Shooter Association and yeah, Sportsman's uh, Association, Sportsman's Association, and representing yeah. us and uh, taking the fight to him, Tracy. 
Absolutely, man. The best way to get out and get people engaged and to get them to stand up for their ability to continue to own and enjoy firearms is to bring it right to them and explain to them. A lot of people just don't know. So, yeah, we've been doing these town halls all across the country. And I thought, what a great opportunity to get in front of some really engaged gun owners. So, awesome. yeah. Well, thanks for uh, being on the show again. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Later. Later, Trace. Bye, Tracy. Later. All right. Why don't we go on to upcoming events? First up, Matthew and Trevor will be hosting a Furlachi Fundamentals and Beyond Fundamentals course on May 4th and 5th at the Thomaston Corner Shooting Range near Fredericton, New Brunswick. To register for more information, please email slamfireradio at gmail.com. How many spots you got available? Still spots? Um, we still have several. Uh, there's okay. only a f- uh, registration is slowly trickling in. Um, so, yep. <laughs> I, I it will sell out, but we're not we're not there yet. We're probably about mm-hmm. half on both days, I think. So cool. still room and still time. Sign on up and come learn you some stuff. Awesome. And then uh, take back badge course. Yeah, uh, yeah there are here. several black badge courses. <sighs> uh, you if you're doing one near Fredericton, you might be doing a black badge with someone I sold a holster to. Cool. Uh, the 2019 Ipsic Alberta Provincial Championship will be June 29th at the Tabor Shooting Foundation. For more information, go on Facebook or on the Ipsic Alberta website. Uh, who put the CCFR RSO course in here? I did. So, um, one of the projects that I'm responsible for with the CCFR is to get our range safety officer program up and running. And so this has been about two years in the making. And the initial training course will take place in Dalhousie on May. What are the dates I put there, Adriel? 25th May, and 26th. May 25th, 26th. So it's in Dalhousie because it's going to take place at my school. Actually, the same weekend as the Black Bads I'm supposed to teach, but uh, often just taking that off my hands. So um, this course will be to train some instructors who will then train instructors to teach the class. So there'll be myself and a couple of other CCFR directors getting trained on how to train instructors. And we've got some Alberta Alberta ones going out there? No. Oh come on, man. You gotta do one out here or something. Well send me an instructor. Send me someone who is a range safety officer who has experience facilitating courses to adults. Hmm. Give me a name. I can clone myself. What if Adriel, you would, would you what if you just come here and do it? Well, once I become an instructor, then I can come out there and I can train up some instructors mm. um, or probably send uh, one of our other guys who's a little bit closer. Right now, we're looking at somebody in Saskatchewan, somebody in Ontario, and myself. So Saskatchewan will probably cover Western Canada until we get somebody for like Alberta and BC. And then myself and the other guy, we can share Quebec and he can do Ontario and I can do Atlantic Canada. There's this training school in BC I've heard of, uh, Silver, Silver Core or something yeah, like that. Heard maybe that, you've yeah. heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe they could do some sort of this Small training. Outfit, uh, yeah. but, uh, so the reason for this is um, a lot of insurance providers, a lot of pro-gun orgs that sell insurance also offer training courses for range safety officers. And some clubs are insistent that if they buy your insurance, they want to have a safety oh, officer program yeah. as well. Uh, I think it's probably just on terrible that's doing this. It sounds like a, a level of bureaucracy that they um, try and uh, thrive for. And so anyway, um, it's something that we should be doing anyway, certifying and training range safety officers. There are some provinces where there are no 
training courses offered by anyone for range safety officers. I'm like, how could that be? How could you not like who's run? Well, who's the- like when you were mentioning it there, it's like, okay, well there's IPSC NROI. What if you don't shoot IPSC? What if you shoot That's- other stuff? IPSC R- an IPSC RO has absolutely nothing to do with this. So I'm glad you bring that I know. up because it's I been would. brought up in the past. Like that's like saying it's almost the same as saying uh, a referee from the NHL can run your firing line. An IPSC RO was specific only to the sport of IPSC and has no training whatsoever with regards to how to run a, a shooting line on a rifle range. And the RSO program is for running a shooting line on a rifle range how to be a safety officer for a gun range and not any particular sport. And you get these guys who there was, I I have taken the class three times now and there were these guys that are so like ethnocentric. They're like, well, that's not how we do it in bullseye. That's not how we do it in bullseye. Shut up. This isn't bullseye. This is a generic course on how to run a rifle range. There's more to the world of shooting other than a bullseye. Like drive me bananas. So, Anyway, that's what this course is for. It's to uh, train range safety officers to run gun ranges. Not, not, not anything to do with. I mean, bullseye is basically the same thing. Like, bullseye shooting is basically the same thing as shooting at a at a regular. I'm gonna slap you. Like, next time I see you, I don't know how it's gonna work out in the end, but I'm gonna start off by slapping you. <laughs> that'll, that'll be at the airport. Love it, Pete. Be the, I'll be holding up a sign and I'll get. I a was slap. showing your yeah. I was showing your furry <laughs> sign the other day to my students. Actually, it's a long story, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's what it is. So, whew, this is why my stuff takes so long, for the love of Christ. Anyway, um, if you're a CCFR field officer and you would like to become a trained RSO, um, this one is free. I'm taking and making an executive decision on that. Uh, just get yourself to Dalhousie, and we will train you to be an RSO under the new CCFR RSO program. So be, f- be part of the inaugural class. If you're interested in doing that, email me at trevor.furlot at firearmrights.ca to register. Cool. Uh, other upcoming events? Um, I'm going to do a three-gun thing once a month or so. Uh, let's see here. There's a match coming up April 13th. That's at Chaz. That's in a weekend or two here. Uh, 70 people sold out. Uh, okay. Lockbridge is doing a three-gun same day. Uh, if you want more information on that, go to the Chinook Count, uh, Country. Chinook Country Shooters Club. BTSA is doing their multi-gun match on the 14th. Uh, Mighty Peace is doing one on the 20th. Lakeland Three Guns doing on the 20th. I have one that's not in Alberta. I'm going to blow your guys' mind. Uh, OPMSL, the uh, Ontario Practical Multi-Shooter something. Yeah, Yeah, those guys. They're doing it at Guelph. They've got one. Do you know who runs that? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Just saying. Yeah. It's Gavin and... The number two podcast in... Podcart. The number two podcast (laughs) in Canada. Um, no, but they're they're running multi gun a, a multi gun well multi two gun two gun match two in, gun. in Ontario. There aren't a lot of two gun matches in Ontario, so fantastic. Right Go on. To it. This is like a tactical style one, so this is more you know where you're. Like, yeah, the boys. Kind of thing. The boys started their own their own kind of league as far yeah. as I uh, as far as I know. So that's kind of cool. It's I mean, there, there's 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 two different kinds of uh, like uh, of three gun matches you can go to. You can go to a three gun match that is a racer three gun match that has like you're wearing your stuff on a belt. You're going for speed. It's not IDPA ish. Um, it's it's closer to IPSC in terms of the game freestyle stages, component. that kind of thing. Yeah. Right? yeah, very freestyle. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, these guys are doing a more tactical style one. I mean, if you go if you go went and watched a three gun match, you would say that is not 
a tactical style match. No, it's not. Whatsoever. Yeah. Whereas these guys are trying to do something that's more tactical and more. Yeah, they're wearing they're wearing load bearing gear and plate yep. carriers and stuff like that. So they're 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 taking the gear that you train with and applying it within the context of sport. More which of is, a CQB which, style. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. Uh, how a lot of the sports actually started. Yep. Started off wearing duty mm-hmm. gear and people got competitive, wanted to go fast, and now we've got space guns. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. they're kind of going back to. the the actual practical you're yep. going to do this but you're going to do it wearing practical gear not not racing gear yeah uh, so that one's sold out but uh stay tuned and maybe you can hit to one of their other ones uh medicine hat has a three-gun match on may 4th uh northwest three-gun will have one in houston bc on the 4th and lakeland three-gun will also have one on the 4th so for three-gun uh, do we have any listener feedback on youtube i'm just going through it right now uh Brad is giving Trevor a little bit of a hard time about the fact that he's booked the course that weekend. Apparently, he's other things that he's booked as well. So, um, everybody's saying hello to Tracy and Jack the Cat that was behind her. And let's see, there's a Senator Griffin who is an independent slash liberal, uh, following, is following the idea of amendment for the ATT. She's the one that kept asking about the trips to the gunsmith and why can't we just keep the automatic ATTs? Hmm. So that's actually a good thing. And uh, also, um, um, yeah, that's about it. So cool. Luca Dan was uh, talking about the fact that uh, Thunderbolts, he spots quite a bit of them, and I was just telling him that they're quite accurate. Remington uh, Thunderbolt? Yep. What? They'll run. That They'll stuff run is, through my gun. That is like trash. That. Really? Thunderbolt is trash ammo. So it is cheap, but it runs through my 1022 and it's pretty freaking accurate. So it depends on the gun. Uh, trash trash ammo. Still trash ammo. Oh, yeah. You'll get a couple of failure feeds. Crap failure like to fire. And maybe they forgot to put powder in one of them. Yeah, that's true too. There's no uh, there's no quality control on it. So, and then there was people asking about packing a lunch because Trevor is still talking about his what he did in guns. That's it. Sweet. I'm um, uh, speaking of uh, triggering Trevor. Now I'm going to go back to news, uh, which is out of order. <laughs> I in the, in the show notes. That. That's why I wasn't ready. <laughs> just see, you know, see if I can get that vein popping or something like that. Uh, news. So that's why I like you. You know that. Uh, First one is uh, strategic and operational changes at Black Creek. Uh, so Black, <laughs> Black Creek, Creek Lab. Fancy, Creek fancy, lab. Uh, fancy talk for we hired somebody to clear up the backlog of warranty requests. Correct. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, and they had they have been replying right, so now they're they're actually reaching out to people. And um, you could have said it better, but that's my job. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, I think I think our what? listeners would appreciate the uh, the clarity that you added to the. Um, <laughs> Uh, to, to that, yes. you know me. I get to the point. I never drag anything out. <laughs> so I mean, with that, with that point, okay. I mean that's all there is to this. Uh, check out the CCFR videos for a child is injured ever, uh, by a fire. I'm going to post that on our, on our social media. Yes. It's a Thank good you, one. Kelly, and You're please share the crap out of them, guys. Yeah. Start a Twitter account just to um, go on and challenge these people on the things that they're saying be polite be to the point drop a link to an article ask them to back up what they're saying don't don't call them names let let the doctors call you effing idiots like they're doing right now and they're literally doing that the doctors are swearing Uh at people they're threatening people and then they block you uh always take the higher road 
so that we look like the calm, level-headed, logical side of the argument that we are. But if you don't have a Twitter account, please get, get on Twitter and get involved in the debate with these people. Um, it's depressing, but it's depressing because we've given up on it. Like Twitter is a depressing uh, it's a test pool. Uh, it's crap just, hole of, it uh, of comments. But the, the only you way know? it'll ever get better is if we add the other side of it and it's not a pure echo chamber. Right now it's a pure echo chamber. Yep. And it, it will continue being that until we all start engaging on it. Yeah. I say that, but you know. I don't engage on. <laughs> I, I have been. I'll go in. I'll drop some truth bombs and I'll leave. Um, but that there's like Rod and Tracy. I don't know how they spend. I don't follow you. Go ahead. They're so busy on social media. Every time I go to Twitter, it's Rod Tracy. Rod Tracy. Rod Tracy. Rod is the king of engaging these people on Twitter and asking for an adult logical uh, like an adult mature conversation with these people and they won't do it they'll just call them a white supremacist and block them right so i mean they've uh, already done all the hard work with um providing the the backbone for it right you already have gundebate.ca you already got those videos that you can refer to so a lot of the time someone might say like oh a kid is shot every day in ontario from from firearms accidents and you can be like nope drop a youtube video in there and you know yep Yep. Every time you see a doctor telling lies, uh, you could also use the hashtag stay in your lane, Mm. you know? Yeah. We didn't really talk. We didn't really talk about the agenda at all. Did we? about in the news? No. Ontario. So they had the agenda. What agenda? Be more specific. I don't know. There's a show on TV Ontario, which is called the agenda and they had Rod Giltak on there, but they also had videos and the doctors on. So they had Four videos of the doctors, and they had over an hour of their commentary, and they had one video with Rod Giltaka and 30 seconds of his commentary. Uh, of course. Yeah, because like you said a while yeah. ago, it doesn't fit the narrative. Correct. Well, and they're, you know, um, being paid by the government at this point to continue existing. Anywho, fun stuff. I, I'm going to just one more comment, Adriel, if you w- would uh, indulge me. I'm going to say it. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Like, there's no question that um, the CCFR is it. You've never seen this kind of engagement from a pro-gun org, um, and you've never seen a pro-gun org get this much press. If there was ever any doubt in your mind before, there should no longer be who is the pro-gun lobby in this Canada. Um, the other, the well, I other think, gun. I, I think a lot of people out there see it, and they're and a lot of gun owners just want to do their thing and be left alone, and they sure. see. Um, the CCFR getting press and they're like, oh, that's bad. I don't think we should be in the news. But the problem is that's actually a necessary thing yep. in order to get what we need. If we're not in the news and people just assume that uh, firearms owners are just fringe Rolling people who, yep. are, who are, who are just not organized. Things, yeah. Then we won't get any respect and we'll just get steamrolled with legislation. Whereas like we need this kind of thing to happen. Yep. We but can't stay out of the right. limelight. There's a, a fairly significant portion of gun owners in Canada that want to stay under that rock and think that if they keep their head in the sand, it'll all blow over and they'll be okay. And, yeah. But, you know, don't rock the boat. Yeah, rock the boat. Yeah. Rock, yeah. Rock it's, it, boat. It, it's the, un, un, Unfortunately, it's just, it's part of, uh, uh, I think, part of the, the common uh, common attribute with gun owners is that wanting to be left alone, wanting to just do their thing and not have to be bothered or, or see people doing what they're doing. And, and I think that uh, unfortunately you have to, if you want, if you want your rights preserved. Yep. 
All right, new gun stuff. Um, FN is going to give you three extra mags for if you buy certain specific models, like the oh. 509. And so the 509 not selling? What? I think that maybe what they, this might be like a mea culpa to be like, sorry, guys, our magazines were $75 before. <laughs> Uh, we're sorry. We'll give we'll give you three now, three extra. <laughs> uh, I don't know. FN mags are so expensive. Oh, they're not man. as expensive as HK. They're not as expensive as yeah, Walter. but the, what, nothing's expensive as HK. Like an FN pistol is like five five six hundred bucks. Used to be a, the five hundred nine is like eight hundred fifty bucks. Is it? Oh man, that's too oh bad. yeah, it's way more than the FNS oh. was, but it's not way more pistol. No. It's, no, I held it, yeah. and like I just buy myself another FN FNS. Muffin dropped an Apex trigger bar in his, and it's better. It's not two hundred and fifty dollars better, but it's better. It's still a little draggy, like, and still seventy five dollar mags. Unless you buy one new, and now you can get three free mags. Well, that's because the five hundred nine is not selling, and the five hundred nine is not selling because it's eight hundred fifty bucks. The, this is for a couple of other models that they have as well. Can't remember which of the other ones were. Maybe FNX. I can't remember. Probably the hammer fired one too. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 too much selection in pistols these days. So you, like, not all models can be winners. Bite your communist tongue. <laughs> Says the guy who wants to try every polymer striker fired pistol. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm good uh, with the CZ though. Yeah. Uh, Prairie Gun Traders has a few uh, WK-180Cs available, and now Cabela's is carrying them as well, so you can really? go into a Cabela's and pick up a WK-180C. That's awesome. I don't, I don't know what their pre-order was or how many they got, but they must have got a big order, because Cabela's cool. moves a lot of firearms. Oh, exactly. Oh, I got that um, 0.80 rubber butt pad there coming for, for my WK, Yeah, because I went back to the fixed stock, so... Yeah, I've got the, the I've got the rubber butt pad. I'm waiting on the stocks now for for the next import that the Aztec does. Oh, cool! Yeah, it should make. I'm it going to put those on a couple of rifles. I really like that uh, that Magpul MOE fixed stock. I just I love it. Hmm. Uh, SFRC is having a twenty percent off used gun sale between April fifth at five and April 9th at nine p.m. Kelly, you must have put that in there, and I must be going to this thing, correct? Mm, maybe it's online. Or, I don't oh, know. it's is online. It online? No, I don't know. I got an email. Just hold on. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I got asked if I was going to go uh, to SFR to see this weekend. Maybe I'll just have to go. Well, they're used, so it'd be nice to like actually see them and feel them and check out what's going on, right? Feel them and yes, check them out, see what the wear's like. Because sometimes, like, like used gun, you guns in general last a long time M1 and they do Grant, not generally SPS wear out. Are excluded, it said. The discount is co- oh, it's online and a, the discount code is used. Hmm. Well, that's it. Cool. All right. Uh, we don't have any listener feedback, but if we did, it would be sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. And follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Also, Armory DC Gunsmith. I'll be there on uh, Saturday going going in for a day's work. And if you want to uh, see ce- internet celebrity uh, Trevor Furlot, uh, oh, go to uh, go to Armory DC uh, Gunsmith on You won't Saturday. see me. I'll, I'll be I'll be working diligently in the back on a couple of the infields prepping them for the parkerization tank. You can ask to see him. It's yes. like the chef at, at a kitchen. You can you can ask to see him and he has to come bring, out and, and sign. <laughs> yeah. 
bring a sharpie he'll he'll sign your chest and uh yeah <laughs> i got nothing you've gone you've gone over the deep end all right uh if you'd like to email the show send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com podcast reviews we have one kelly do you want to read it this is from austin he's a ram charger fan i don't know what that means well <laughs> who wrote <laughs> So it's a five-star rating. He says, a really... No, it's not. <laughs> I'm reading it. I'm going... <laughs> I'm so glad you asked her to read this. <laughs> okay. It's going really well. It's, it's kind of proving the point in the review, isn't it? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> a really well-put-together podcast. You guys are funny, informative, and professional. She can't even say the word. She's trying to say professional is what she's trying, trying to say. say. It's not really coming Keep out. Keep it up. But... <laughs> She's having an attack of the old cerebral palsy at the moment, and she can't get it out. Oh, thank yeah. you. Uh, Thanks for the five-star rating. Are you sure you to us? We're sorry. Man, we're sorry. Yes. Thank you for lying and, and saying we're professional. Yeah. That was doing us a solid. Yeah. <laughs> Any shout-outs? There was one there that I don't remember writing it. I think one of you two wrote it, so I deleted it, because it doesn't seem like something I would say. So, yeah. did one of you guys write that? Maybe, maybe not. I, th- I feel like you wrote that, Kelly. I didn't. To the guy in the YouTube comments that said I bought a pavement princess? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Bitch, please. Please. Not even a week old, and I already had it off the road. Oh, you're talking about trucks? Yes. Right. Cool. Because that's Patreon what they call stores. it, right? Off off the roads? You go off the roads? It's you not off road. off the roads and onto like a, a gravel parking lot. That's somewhere. it. Yeah. Yep. I've 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 had my Kia off road as well. <laughs> for for the record, <laughs> can't believe you did that. You were like, yeah. I need a truck, don't I? And I'm like, No, nah, you need an SUV. And then you bought a Kia. That's a like very saying, inexpensive Kia, and it gets I, five liters to the hundred kilometer. What your truck do that? Your truck? No, your truck doesn't do, my truck five doesn't do that. My truck doesn't do that while idling. <laughs> Christina's um, yeah. Toyota Yaris doesn't do that. Modern technology. Anyways, Patreon supporters, we have 83 of them. Our newest is Joel, and they are uh, sponsoring us for $3 for the 300th episode, which is coming up soon. Oh, should we, we announce what that. we're going to do about that? Yeah, we yeah. need to talk about that. Hey, we have a 300th episode coming up. We're going to have like a listener call-in kind of a deal. If you are interested, contact us on our Facebook page, and oh, on the day, we will get you to call in live and tell us about something or do something trevor what are we doing here they're they're gonna talk at us yeah they should they should uh call in with their favorite slam fire memory Mm -hmm. over the past 300 episodes who was your favorite guest how about the time you really enjoyed kelly getting drunk on air whatever whatever you whatever uh tickled your fancy in the past 300 episodes um Call in live and tell us about it on air. We'll give you about two minutes, then hang up on you. Just like Brian Bolivar. Play the hang-up game with the listeners. We're going to have a special guest on. Maybe We are going to have a special guest on. Brian Bolivar on, too. See if he's available. Not, no, not short bus special. This person's actually special, like yeah. meaningful, and we look forward to it. So, <laughs> that yeah. will be the listeners. The listeners will be the special guest, not yep. Brian. Nope. No. Brian's special. Uh, yep, yeah. short bus special. Um, anyways, uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to dial into that, Send us a Facebook or something like that. Finally, please join one or more of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR. Check us out on Gunners of Canada. 
And like us on Facebook, we're up to 2,151 likes. And uh, that's generally where the conversation is going to be happening anyways. It's on Facebook. So until next week, thanks for watching, everyone. Bye. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.